Hey guys, this is Mo Sider from the Detroit Red Wings. You guys listen to Lockdown Red Wings. Your Locked On Red Wings, your daily podcast on the Detroit Red Wings. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, everybody, welcome back to the Lockdown Red Wings podcast. Today is Wednesday, October 13th, 2021. Today's episode is brought to you by rockauto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, and all the parts of your car will ever need. It's rockauto.com. Visit them right now. Tell them that Lockdown sent you. What's going on, Scotty Bentley? We've got a fun episode for you guys today. We are going to look over some prop bets that you might want to sprinkle a little bit as we head into the season. We're going to go over the Henrik Zetterberg article uh, about the captaincy with Dylan Larkin. We're going to go over some maybe not burning questions, but questions that you and I have and will be interested to see uh, as this season goes on. I am Nolan Bianchi, as I mentioned at the top of the show. I got Scotty Bentley with me. What's going on, Scotty? How's it going, pal? It's good. Did you did you hear that beep? I did not. Okay, there literally. So I'm right by an open window, and I live right at a four way intersection. And mm-hmm. somebody blew a stop sign, and there was in the middle of your intro, some dude just laid on the horn. And <laughs> no, I was worried that like it got into the cut, but I guess it didn't. So hey, I'm good. I'm just watching the uh, the uh, White Sox hopefully lose this game and get out of the postseason. Good deal. Good deal. Now, yeah. uh, yesterday's show. If you missed it or if you didn't you know, finish it, uh, I made a, a very big announcement regarding the future of this show. Uh, and that is that next Friday will be my last show. I also announced it today on Twitter and had um, some pretty incredible feedback. I got messages. I got replies, uh, things of that nature that really touched me. So thank you um, again to, to everybody who has listened over the years. Thank you to everybody who reached out. Uh, to say nice things. Thank you, nobody, for reaching out and saying bad things. I don't know why, but I, in, in my head, I you know, like just feel like there are people who are like, good riddance, finally, you know. Uh, <laughs> but here I am. I, you're still going to be stuck with me for at least the next week and a half. I think tomorrow, for tomorrow's episode, it, we have talked about so many different things at length over the summer while waiting the season to start. We're just going to do a, we're going to do a mailbag episode. So hit us up on Twitter. You can find me at Nolan Bianchi. Uh, let us know what your question is uh, ahead of the 2021 season. But Lucas Raymond uh, talked today. We're actually going to get into that first. He said he was very, very nervous when he got called into Steve Eiserman's room. He said, you know, it's the boss. Uh, he said he didn't know it was going to happen. And, and that basically when Eiserman told him he made the team, uh, you know, there's still work to do, but I just thought it was funny. He was, he was pretty candid about, uh, you know, his, his meeting with Steve Eiserman. And I can only imagine what that would be like. Like, imagine we all have dreams, right? We all have jobs that we want in life. And imagine Steve Eiserman being the man who, who decides whether or not like those dreams come true. That must be terrifying, if not exciting. Yeah, and it's and it's even more so the fact that it's just Steve Eiserman and Steve Eiserman and Steve Eiserman. It's like, imagine your future with your job is determined <laughs> by someone who is like consensus one of the best to ever 
be alive on the face of the planet at that industry that you're trying to and, be in. And the culture setter, the man who is responsible for everything that's happened in the last 35 years that has made this hockey team that you're trying to make special. Right. Like it, It's like, even, even if it was like, I don't know if you're, if you're like a, like a, like a, like a landscaper and you're like, all right, like I'm, I'm a junior landscaper or whatever. I'm trying to make a dent in this industry. And then like your first landscaping job, you get called into the office and it's like, I don't know the landscaping community, but it's like the greatest landscaper like of all time. And yeah. you sit down, he's like, yeah, I'm going to tell you your entire future with like this company. Like that'd be horrifying. Yeah. Uh, we also did get a nice, a nice little uh, a piece out of that today as well. Most cider uh, is letting <laughs> Raymond crash at his house, apparently. Hilarious. So that's, that's pretty funny. I would just love to know. I just can't imagine being in such a, a cool position of life at that age. And it, and it really, yeah. I, I just want to know like what they do. I, I imagine oh. they just play video games in like a high rise apartment. Like that's, that's <laughs> the only difference is like the setting and Mo bought an Audi today, or I, I saw that picture going around. That was sweet. Yeah. Uh, so good for those guys. They're living it up. The Henrik yeah, Zetterberg. I, I hope there's like a, like a three, they need to like YouTube their lives. Like yeah. I, I want like, I want like a, like a Crips. Right. Yeah. I want, I want like, like Mo and Luke. Like I yes. want like the YouTube channel coming to you soon where it's just them two. And it's like nothing about hockey at all. I just want like a camera posted up in their living room and it's just like what they do when they get home. Uh, so next thing we got to talk about this Henrik Zetterberg, that article that came out today, or, or it was like Henrik Zetterberg and Nicholas Lidstrom both talking about Dylan Larkin and, and how they knew uh, that he was going to be the captain Zetterberg specifically because Zetterberg obviously played with him uh, in his, his last seasons there in Detroit. Um, and really the most interesting thing that I, I kind of gleaned from this piece from uh, Ethan Sears from DetroitRedWings.com, uh, the, the treatment table that Henrik Zetterberg had, he had a treatment table that was customized um, the number 40 stitched into it, a C stitched into it. So it was, it was the captain's treatment table. Uh, and when Zetterberg retired, he gave it to Larkin. He took off the 40, put the 71, but he left the C on. Um, and he said that only captains could have the table. Uh, so then Zetterberg says, or he goes, well, I'm not the captain. Zetterberg recalled Larkin saying Zetterberg goes, well, you're going to be the next captain. And incredible stuff. And I, and I just like, when you talk about legacy and culture and what it means to a guy to come in and to an organization that has all of these things. And we're like, I remember. So let me back this up. Actually. I did an interview with Nate Burleson a couple months back. It was right after Stafford left um, the lions and just talking about culture and, and things like that. And I asked him, I might have, I hope I didn't, haven't told this story on the podcast before, but I probably have because I'm a broken record. Um, I asked him, I said, what does, what does a losing culture look like? Because you hear about it, you know, you see it on the field, you, you see the results, you see the, the moments that are made public, but behind closed doors, what does that look like? And he basically said, uh, he walked into the locker room on the first day of training camp and some guy was like, 
Nate Burleson, what are you doing here? He's like, I signed here. He goes, I thought that was a joke. Good luck, man. And he like, he like laughed at him for signing with the team that he played for. And Nate Burleson was like, this is a guy I'm supposed to go to war with and, and trust that he's looking out for me and, and, and things like that. And you have this situation with Henrik Zetterberg and Dylan Larkin, which is the complete opposite of that. And you could probably reasonably argue that Henrik Zetterberg is largely responsible for the development of Dylan Larkin, despite them only playing uh, this brief amount of time together, because that, that type of moment, that type of being able to watch Henrik Zetterberg lead by example on a daily basis that puts something in you and they kind of go and talk about it in this article, but I think it's like important to remember there was a reputation one time about Dylan Larkin when he first made the Red Wings of kind of being a little bit of a party animal, like things like that, that maybe were unfair because who isn't, doesn't like to party when they're in their, you know, teens, early twenties and they have, they are a millionaire, but you don't really hear those things anymore. And you, and you, the version of Dylan Larkin that we see today is so ultra mature and, and the way he handles himself and carries himself. Dylan Larkin is a Detroit Red Wings captain through and through. And it's amazing to me that, that somebody like Henrik Zetterberg would see this and kind of get the motion going of him to end up being, it's like a self-fulfilling prophecy in a lot of ways. Yeah. I, I, it's almost like that, the, that story in the article, that's like almost out of a movie. Yeah. Like, you know, like you can just imagine like them in like the trainer's room. And then you hear like, you hear like music playing in the background. He's like, well, you will be someday. You yeah. know what I mean? Like that's literally like. And he just like, pats him on the shoulder and leaves. Right. Yeah. Like walks out into Arkham like the hallway. That's just a bright light. Like it's like, it, it literally sounds like it's out of a movie. And you're absolutely right. The, the growth we have seen from Larkin on the ice has been, has been, I mean, noticeable, but, but I think the growth in, in how he's, he handles the media and, and all the stories that come out of the locker room is so dramatically different than, and not that he was ever a, a bad locker room person or anything, but um like, like that's obviously not the case, but just the the responsibility taken on even before he got this, even before this last year, um, was so huge and was for for the last several years, uh, and and because this team got pretty bad pretty fast, right in in the middle of his uh, his early mid twenties there. I mean, he, he, he grew up real quick and, and takes on a lot. And uh, yeah, I, I mean, I, I couldn't ask for anyone else to, to lead this team through what's hopefully the, the upswing of the next generation of Red Wings hockey. All right. Uh, we are going to get to some interesting prop bets for the Detroit Red Wings in segment two, but first I got to talk to you about betonline.ag. We're back in better than ever. All eyes are on the good on teams 
are back for another football season. As always, Bet Online is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. With a new updated site and interface, even more odds, props, and contests, Bet Online continues to be the number one source for everything football. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use our promo code LOCKED ON. That's L O C K E D O N to receive your bonus from football, basketball, boxing, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports. Bet online where the game starts. Next up, I got to talk to you guys today about direct TV stream. Does this sound familiar? You've got one device that lets you catch the game live. Another lets you stream your favorite shows. You're watching sports highlights on your phone and you've got your neighbor's best friends login for all the good stuff. Well, I want to tell you about a simple way to get all the entertainment you love without the hassle and a great way to finally get your TV together. It's called direct TV stream and it brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before. So you can watch your favorite shows, movies, and uh, sports all in one place that means no more juggling remotes and no need to ever to buy to buy another device ever again and the best part there's no annual contract so get rid of the cl- clutter and the confusion and get your tv together with direct tv stream you can learn more at directtv.com. that's DirectTV.com. compatible service required content varies by package all right segment two here at the lockdown red wings podcast thank you for making us your first listen every day make sure you check out the cross tracks live nhl season preview show i don't think it's actually live anymore it was tuesday night october 12 6 to 7 p.m so if you're listening to this now you probably missed it uh but it's with andrew berkshire and mary clark from the lockdown nhl youtube page uh so you can go check out the 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 past live i think it's just a youtube video now uh andrew and mary tee up the nhl season with a look at the key storylines around the league featuring drop-ins from our favorite roster of local nhl hosts fantasy insights and locked on fantasy hockey's scott collin and award and stanley cup playoff predictions uh go check that out pretty awesome let's take a look at some prop bets for your detroit red wings heading into uh this upcoming season i think the most intriguing ones that you're going to find right now are going to be the calder bets um yes because the red wings have three guys who are pretty highly touted heading into this year and, and three guys who look like they could make a run at the calder now i'm going to say right now alex nadalkovich actually between cider and raymond he it, like across the the couple of different books here stateside um actually has i don't know it's higher odds lower better odds to win the caller than Cider or Raymond. He still has rookie eligibility left, but here is my thing about it. And I just want to kind of get this out of the way real quick. He, the situation is strange. And I think the voters will probably agree with that. And I don't think that people are going to give him, like he already had his chance, like whether or not he technically qualified for it, I think is, is going to hurt him uh in winning the award this year i just don't see him getting votes from from these same voters regardless of what type of season he had he had a 932 save percentage last year 1.90 goals against average i don't see how like it gets better than that and in saying that even if it is i don't know that he'll continue to get votes for that award yeah, I, I agree. I, I don't I don't expect him to be like actually considered, even though he's eligible. I think um, hockey is a lot different than uh, some others, you know, the the 
years of service thing is weird. It's similar to baseball in that sense where you could really, I mean, in theory, be in the running two years in a row, right? If you, like, if you play, if you, if you get called up right after the, the eligibility deadline for next year and the years of service, whatever. So uh, I, I, I see it very much like you do. And I, I think there's, there's plenty of baseball players who have gone through the same thing where it's just like, all right, dude, like you were really a, you're rookie eligible this year, but like, come on, you know what I mean? So uh, I, I don't, I don't expect him to get actual consideration. The other two though, you'll, you'll, you'll bet your bottom. They'll, they'll get some uh, consideration. That being Moritz Sider and Lucas Freeman. Listen, folks, we talked about him at length, but if you don't like, I, I can't remember. I think, I feel like we touched on Lucas Raymond because I wanted to like get the news out there immediately he has gone in this past week from heading into last Tuesday night. He on FanDuel were his best odds. You could get him at plus 3,400. I threw 50 bucks on that. Two days later, they were down to, or the next day, they were down to 2,900. And then Thursday, they were 2,200. And they've just slowly kind of continued uh, to go down ever since. Uh, so where FanDuel was your previous best bet, I believe it still is, but it's it's at 15. You can get it at bet online at uh, plus 1600. Um, I'm not sure what DraftKings had of that, but they, they had a bit lower pretty much throughout this, this entire uh, process. So if you're going to do it, I, I would say your best odds are going to be uh, on FanDuel. Uh, so go kind of, uh, I feel like he's getting so disrespected. Like the, the guys in front of him, it's like, it's guys who we got to see a glimpse of. And so I feel like that they're just like the sexy, the, the sexy ones right now. I don't actually, what did Trevor Zegras do last season? I don't even remember if he played any, I feel like he played a couple games at the end of the year, but I don't really think he did anything. Let me see. 24. Okay. 24 games, 13 points. That would, <laughs> I, I stand corrected. Who has time to pay attention to the Anaheim ducks at the end of the season? Not me. Leave me alone. Uh, but then Cole Caulfield is the other one who keeps coming up. And like the NHL put out an infographic as Spencer Knight. Also, I believe they were the top three on this infographic as like voted on by NHL.com writers. And it's kind of, it's, it's not crazy to me, but like, it, it's really just a matter of the odds and the media consensus. You like saying, well, we have, we've seen these guys in NHL games. So we're just going to put them at the top. That is probably not how it's going to shake out. It could be how it shakes out. Spencer Knight was very good for the Florida Panthers when he did appear uh, last season in the playoffs and, and stuff like that. But I just feel like you got good odds right now on both Cider and Raymond um, because of that. And, and Cider, you can get them at pretty much plus 11, 12, uh, 100 pretty much at any sports book so you're, it, you're still going to get pretty pretty solid odds uh, no matter where that ends up yeah for sure I, I mean the the wild thing is the if you look at Raymond and just how much I mean they're still very low but like how much the odds have have changed in the last whatever month right since the start of of the preseason. I, I mean, he went from like not even being able to be bet on to like whatever, five, 7,000 plus five, 7,000. And now he's at like, 
like moving up to like plus 2000 and like he's slowly, slowly getting higher and higher and higher. It's really interesting to, to watch him. Ciders remained at least um, from what I've seen at about the, the same ish um, this uh, most of the entire preseason, but it's, it's just wild to see the Raymond uh, surgeons, the, the Raymond, uh, the come up for him on, on the betting odds and on the betting sites is pretty awesome. It, I feel like every, it, I don't even know how to phrase this, but I feel like he was penalized for being on the Red Wings and them not like having, uh, or maybe having higher standards for him making the roster. Like the, the, the territory that he was in, I thought was like the craziest thing he was, he had the same odds as Michael Bunting, from Toronto. And if you've never heard of him before, that's because he's 26 years old. <laughs> We're talking about last year's fourth overall pick. Tim Stutzla comes into the league, tears it up. The guy drafted one spot behind him for some reason. Can't couldn't get any love in that category until he he kind of just had these really, really good preseason games. And you see guys who they're playing right away. Cole Sillinger looks like he's going to play right away. Uh, William Eklund, it looks like he's going to play right away. He is going to play right away. He did make the roster. Um, but like it, it's just weird to me how everybody, I guess, I don't even know if undervalued is the right word, but like maybe that was what it was, was they just know that the Red Wings have higher standards for these kids making the team and that ultimately ended up dictating these odds. But if that is the case, it's to your gain because these these kids have pretty good pretty good odds. Pretty pretty great uh, pretty great odds for sure. Either I mean either of them you really can't can't go wrong. Neither of them are really in that like top five kind of you know mid hundreds uh, odds at the moment, and especially like we said, not Raymond. So it's um it's it's gonna be. I'm just so happy hockey's back, man. Same. So happy. We're we're uh we got the games on ESPN tonight. A couple I hours know. After I'm we record. so Very pumped. Exciting. It's gonna help the sport. Dun, so Although it's quite unfortunate, Sidney Crosby was supposed to uh go on the Monday Night Football halftime show, and then John Gruden uh got himself uh a forced resignation. So uh didn't didn't get to see that kind of love. But somebody pointed out on Twitter, and I can't remember who it was. I wish I did, so I could give them the credit. But they were saying like, do you ever remember? NBC bringing a hockey player in during Sunday night football or doing any sort of cross promotion. The answer simply is uh, no. So, I mean, just these small steps. In, NBC in general, didn't have the rights to any other sport. <laughs> yeah. Well, they huh. had the right to hockey and, and you would think right. that why would they not, um, you know, try and put those two together to help each other grow, but that's neither here nor there. The next one that I want to talk to you about is the over under bets. So pretty much any place you're going to go, it's going to be either 60 or 76.8, 70, sorry, 76.5, 77.5 and 78.5 are going to be your like three, the three numbers that you're going to find pretty much at any sports book that you go for a frame of reference in 2018, 19, which I wrote an article about this on playmichigan.com. Go check it out. Uh, but it, this writing this article was the first time that it really dawned on me how long we've been in this pandemic because 1819 was the last regular normal NHL season. I just thought that was kind of crazy. So in 1819, they went 32, 40, and 10. That is essentially a, a record of 32 
and 50. Obviously, they got the extra 10 points in there from the overtime losses. That earned them 74 points. The question is, will this team be better than that? And I think so. Like, I, I think this team is, is better this year than they were in 1819. And that might be kind of crazy to say, but at the same time, I was looking at the standings from those years. And in the West, only one team finished below 76 points. And it was, you know, one of the worst teams in the league. And so I think this team is, is going to take a step forward for a multitude of reasons. I just think they're going to be more competitive in games. The, the power play hopefully will end up getting them a few more victories here and there, or even just a few more points by virtue of taking teams uh, to overtime that they might not otherwise have. So my inclination is to bet the over on this. If you can get it to 76.5, that's the one I would take. Take that one bet the over their blue line is is a lot better than last year they got nick letty mo sider philip Peronic, uh and you know dylan larkin tyler bertuzzi they can hopefully stay healthy you have the addition of pew Suter. you have a couple decent lines on this team and you don't have nearly as much waste and so i think that this is going to be a team who while they won't make the playoffs. I don't think they'll make the playoffs. Like that's a team that could string wins together and, and kind of help themselves out with like little three or four game winning streaks or, or five game point streaks or whatever it may be. Yeah. I think this, uh, that I think that's a really good over under to be honest. And then, you know, Vegas is always spot on with that stuff. Vegas always wins. Right. But um I, uh, I think that's a really good, a really good spot. And the comparison to 1819 is interesting because I think that these two teams are actually pretty similar talent wise. I think 1819 was where it was because they were actively tearing down. And this team is where it is because they're actively building up. And then 1920, it was the, the, point of of no return right the very very bottom so uh i i think you're kind of you're, you're kind of looking back and seeing yourself eye to eye um i would i would take i would probably take the over as well that that might be that might be homerish of us to both take it but i'll, I'll take the over i i think like you said for the first time this team has more than one line I mean that alone is 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 um, somewhat of a miracle. I mean, I mean we haven't had more than a line price since eighteen nineteen was probably the last time we had more than just one serviceable line. Um, and then yeah, just the the ceiling of the kids makes it in itself a lot more fun. I, the the floor might be lower as well for the same reason because we got a bunch of young talent, but. I think the the ceiling of the of the young guns coming up is um is is higher than than that and uh, you know yeah I'll, I'll take the over why not all right uh so I got one for you this is this is kind of a bonus one and then we're gonna get into something that's uh, a pretty ludicrous one but I have I <laughs> I feel compelled to to do it anyways so Sidney Crosby right now. I know you probably don't like Sidney Crosby if you're a Red Wings fan, but Sidney Crosby right now has plus 6,000 odds to win the Hart Trophy. 
That is higher than Alex Nadalkovich at plus 5,000. Sidney Crosby, I, I believe that the reason why his odds are so low is because he had wrist surgery in September. They didn't know when he was going to be ready, but he is like banging down the door to get back on the ice. I don't like he was trying to make the trip on their first road trip to start the season. He won't be out that long at all. Sidney Crosby has finished top five in Hart Trophy voting nine straight seasons. So for him to be a plus 6,000 is crazy. It's, it's nuts. Um, I, I, I can see a scenario where I, like, I don't see him obviously beating Connor McDavid or beating Nathan McKinnon or beating Austin Matthews for this award. I don't think that's likely by any stretch of the imagination, but I do think that should the Penguins make a run of sorts, if they finish first in the Metro, you know, they will do so because of Sidney Crosby. And if he does that, he leads them to a first place division or finish. I think we could see some like legacy award malarkey type type deal uh, where, you know, he, he just gets it one more time, you know? And, and, and so just at plus 6,000, this isn't a bet that you, you, you bet your house on matters. The next one, the next one's kind of a joke, but also not really just prepping you guys for it. Uh, but go ahead and sprinkle some money on that because I mean, $5 wins you 300, something like that. So uh, I'm certainly throwing it's, it's one of the easiest things I've ever done in my life is throwing five on that. Yeah. I think it's, it, he has the same odds as Peter Morazic. Yeah. Yeah. That's preposterous. Worse odds <laughs> than Alex Nadelkovich. Right. It's absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> uh, okay. The last one, Jeff Blaschel as coach of the year. I am sorry. He has the worst odds in the NHL to win coach of the year. Oh, however. Oh boy. Dramatic turnarounds in this league, Scott, they happen. I don't, I don't, I don't think it'll happen with the Red Wings, but their odds to get into the playoffs are plus 900 and Jeff Blaschel's odds to win rookie of the year are, are plus 10,000. Now, the coach of the year, the Jack Adams award typically goes to a team who blows the wheels off everybody. Like I think Brenda Moore won it last year after the, the Canes went, you know, stupid on everybody. It's usually like a, a first place team that really comes out strong, yada, yada, yada. But sometimes they give it out to a coach who finishes third in his division. In 2017, they give it to John Tortorella. And in 2015, they gave it to Bob Hartley of the Calgary Flames after they both finished third in their respective divisions. So if you're just looking at it as what kind of bet can I make that would like reward me the most for Red Wing success this year, just sprinkle it on old Blash, you know, a dollar to win a hundred. A little sprinkle. A little sprinkle. A little sprinkle. It's preposterous. I'm sorry. I don't want to do it, but... <laughs> I'm going to, and you don't have to, you can call me an idiot. I'm fine with that, but like, whatever, you know, that's kind hey, of, Hey, why not? Yeah. Why, why not us? Very much. Uh, why not? And, and I, I honestly, the only reason why it made it into this is because you don't really have a lot of options. It's, it's the Calder. It's, I mean, like, what are you going to bet on Nick Letty to win the Vesna? Like, <laughs> or to, to win yeah. the, the Norris? Like, no. So that's, that's kind of the last one. And then the, the Dylan Larkin hard award, uh, odds are at like plus, uh, I don't even know how to say this word, 110,000. So 
11,000 11, plus 11,000 plus 11,000. That's what it is. No. Uh, plus, plus 11 D 10. There you go. That's yeah. gotta be it. 11 D 10 trillions. Um, he's, he's at a, a plus 11,000. I don't see, uh, I mean, again, throw a dollar on it. It could be fun. Um, but I'm not seriously giving you that advice as uh, <laughs> a, a, a betting person here. Um, so anyways, that, that's, that does it for the, uh, the Red Wings prop bets. We're going to get to some of the questions that we have heading into the season in segment three. First, I got to talk to you guys about rockauto.com with the ever-increasing number of makes and models out there. It is now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. Why would you endure pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing the only brand that their warehouse happens to carry when you have access to computers with X or rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. Save time and money when using rockauto.com. They're a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. This is a true story, Scotty Bentley. A couple of weeks back, I was driving through Ann Arbor. Uh, I'm, I'm a big... Um, procrastinator when it comes to taking care of things that could be detrimental to my health and my life. Uh, and as it, as it goes, I was driving through downtown Ann Arbor uh, on my way to a Michigan game a couple of weeks ago. And as I was hitting the brakes, I could hear like the brakes and the rotors, like Brr! it was, it was mortifying because there was a lot of people around. Uh, and so I not being a good car guy called my dad said, Hey, this is a scenario. I'm scared to continue driving this thing uh what can we do and he had the brakes brake pads and the rotors on the way to the house they got there in two days it took us like a couple hours to fix it and i had a, all new brakes and rotors for 90 bucks like it was it was pretty ridiculous the, the price that we got them at so thank you to rockauto.com for saving my ass again i have said it once i've said it a thousand times i've used rockauto.com since long before they were a sponsor of the show and i cannot recommend it enough go to rockauto.com right now see all the parts available for your car or truck and write locked on in there how did you hear about us box so that they know that we sent you they've got amazing selection reliably low prices and all the parts your car will ever need it's rockauto.com all right, segment three here at Locked On Red Wings, uh, your team every day, a proud member of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm Nolan Bianchi. I got Scotty Bentley here with me. If you'd like to follow us on Twitter, I'm at Nolan Bianchi, and Scotty is at Bentley Scotty. Before we close out the show today, we are going to go over some questions that we are, are curious to get answers to during the season. And this, the first one was actually recommended to us by our producer, Brian. Great guy. Great guy. You know him. You love him. Uh, who will wear the A's for the Red Wings this year? And and I really hope that the answer to this does not come out before <laughs> this the, the podcast drops because I, I feel like that could actually happen. But uh, the New York Rangers, they have 17 assistant captains. Uh, the Red Wings probably will only have two. I'm curious to know who you think uh, they will be. Um, <laughs> I like the New York Rangers comment. Um, it's just factual. It is. Yeah, it is. <laughs> oddly enough. Um, I think. So. One of the I, I don't want to go back down this like rabbit hole and I don't want to bring up the conversation as like an actual debate, but I do think. That Bert not playing in Canada is probably going to prevent him from getting an A. Um. 
why don't we just have like a ton of fun and give it to Lucas right now? <laughs> why don't like why don't we just have like fun? Like why don't we just go? You know what? That's that's a good question. Uh, okay. I would imagine. I I don't like it, and I'm not gonna like it. I think they're gonna stick one on Danny DeKaiser. Yeah, that that was just uh, that that was kind of running in my head, but D- man. I, and I also am not I, – I kind of said this at the time, but I've – as time has passed, I've kind of flipped on it a little bit, and that's that I'm not 100% sold that Burt will be automatically excluded. Uh, yeah, of... Automatic uh, – yeah, I don't, I don't want to make it sound like I, I think there will be automatic exclusion either, but if you're, if you're considering two people – and he's one of them. You're probably going to take the dude that can actually play all 82. Yeah, but also there he can't even travel. Like he can't <laughs> even like be with the team for a sixth of the year or whatever. Oh, it's a, it's like nine games. It's. Yeah. I don't think that's going to matter. I think he is very beloved in that locker room. Still, oh, I agree. I and agree. So I, I agree. I. I think there's still a chance. That he I just don't know there. who else, like, especially in the forwards, I don't know who else you give it to at the Maybe moment. Maybe Sam Gagne. Like, if it's going to be a forward not named Tyler Bertuzzi, I would say either Robbie Fabry or Sam Gagne. Oh, Fabry's a, Fabry's a good candidate. I, I, would, I, I would not be upset about that one bit. Yeah, I, I, I like the Fabry call. That's a good call. And, then, yeah, yeah, like, Danny might legit get it, man. I think he will. I, I if I if I were a betting man, which I clearly am, I would I would put I would think I wouldn't do it, but I would think that the Red Wings are going to uh, put one on him. Maybe even Nick Letty though. Like Nick Letty could very well end up with an A. He's he's a veteran guy. Like just a, probably the the most talented veteran they have on that blue line. I wouldn't even say probably. Like I, I just think he is um, definitely yeah. And I think coming from New York, coming from the situation and, and kind of the world they're going to thrust him in, uh, I would not be surprised if, if he got one either. But for final answer, I'm going to say DeKaiser and Burt are my hunches, uh, but I would love to see Robbie Fabry get one as well. Yeah, I really, I really like the Fabry call a lot. I, 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 that, that's uh, right when you said that, that, that. I think that makes a lot of sense. Um, and I, I really can't shake the feeling that DeKaiser's getting one now. So, yeah. yeah. Um, who will be the Adam Ernie of the year or AKA who will be the biggest pleasant surprise of the year? I think last year besides, uh, Adam, Adam Ernie, Ernie again, he's going to be a 30 goal scorer. No, no, that wouldn't be a surprise anymore. If he, <laughs> if Adam Ernie is a 30 goal scorer this year, I will, I think I will believe that I believe it, you know, or you know what I'm saying? Like during last, all last season, he, it was one of, it was like a running joke. Like he was just doing it as a prank. If he can put together some sort of season like that this year where he scores 25 or 30, I will believe that that's who he is. Yeah. And so, and, and so at that point, it won't be a joke anymore. It'll just be Adam Ernie's a monster. <laughs> 
<laughs> also, I have a confession. I am not going to get this th- Red Wings jersey stitched up. Oh, boo. I know. I'm sorry. I bought it. I will wear it to a game. I just, I, I am not going to get it done in time. That's fair. It's in Plymouth. It's like an hour away. I, I simply... I don't have time to do this podcast. How am I going to have time? To- as long as, as, long as <laughs> drive as to it, Plymouth as a joke and back. <laughs> as, long, as long as it, uh, as long as it is inside LCA at some point this year, we'll, we'll yeah, be all right. It will. Right. It will. That's my promise to you. Um, I'm going to go and, and I would argue that he kind of already did this last year. I'm going to go Michael Rasmussen. I think he had a very good season last year. I kind of, I've touched on it really all off season, but when all those young guys were coming in and out of the lineup, frustrating us, frustrating us with Blashill, like Michael Rasmussen was, was steadily in the lineup, steadily impressing. Like you never really heard anybody complain about him being in the lineup either, you know? And, and sure. I think that's kind of telling. And if he can have another season where he takes another step forward uh, again this year, I think that's entirely possible. And I think he can be a real difference maker on this team and start to kind of erase some of that, that bus label that some people wanted to give him, um, which I is, is incredibly unfair to give to anybody at this stage in their career, uh, sure. especially when they're playing third line center. So I think uh, mine, I'm just going to go with my boy. I think I'm going to go with uh, Giovanni Smith. I there think go. that, I think that mostly because like he kind of needs to, you know what I mean? But but I think that they're – I don't know. If he can get some solid fourth-line grinder minutes and then maybe move his way up to the third, that, that bottom six is going to be pretty pretty interchangeable most of the year. He'll play with a lot of different people. I don't know. So no votes for, for Carter Rowney? No. <laughs> uh, <laughs> last one. Who will be the team's top point producers? Well – um, in my, uh, in my locked on hot takes thing, I said that, uh, Philip Zadina would lead the team in points. That was my hot take granted. There we go. Um, but that, that, uh, that was just, you know, if he can figure out the shot, the passing is already there. If he can just even remotely figure out the shot, he, he could, he could blow up huge really quickly. Um, so, so I think he's that, de- and he'll get top six minutes. He's definitely a candidate. I would love to see Larkin just like go back to leading the team in points by 10 points or whatever. I, I would absolutely love that. Um, Cause I think that that would mean that a lot right is happening with the team. Uh, but, but I, I guess, yeah, I, I guess I would go, I guess I would go with those two off, off rip. I am with you on Larkin. I, I'm also going to throw I if Bertuzzi can stay healthy, I think he can be in the mix, but I wouldn't bet on that coming off a serious back injury. Like it's very much a wait and see type of deal. I'm going to go Robbie Fabry. I, I, I just love Robbie Fabry, man. Like I, I, he had such a good preseason. Like he was everywhere and uh, playing with a guy like Pew Suter, who he has history with, um, that should help him kind of get going this season. Those two appear to have really good chemistry based on what we saw in the preseason. I don't think it's, it's unlikely by any means because of the matchups he might get that he ends up being the team's top point producer. So I'm going to go Robbie Fabry uh, on that one. 
Love it. Yeah. I mean, hey, if, if he can rock an A and be like in the top three in points, that'd be a that'd be a nice little year for Robbie. Uh anything from you before we wrap this up? I'm just happy it's back, man. Just happy it's two, back. Two days away for us. One for day us. away for one day. listening to this. Yep. Yep. You got your tickets? Good. I bought my tickets yesterday. Did you? I'm yeah. I'm procrastinating clearly. Yeah. Uh all right. If that's all we got for today, then if you have positive feedback, please tell us in our reviews. If you have negative feedback, don't tell me at all because I'm almost done with this show. We'll see you back here tomorrow. Same time, same place. It's your team every day. Hey, guys. This is Mo Sider from the Detroit Red Wings. You guys listen to a lockdown Red Wings. You're locked on Red Wings. Your daily podcast on the Detroit Red Wings. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.